0: Hello and welcome to the Digital Forensics Files podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Hatch from DFI Forensics. On this episode, we're gonna do a little case study about a case that occurred last year during COVID and it involved something that most people would find very unpleasant to be involved in. And that was some inappropriate behavior during a Teams meeting on a very much a work call. So let's dive into it now. So, if there's one thing that covid and the whole pandemic taught us was to use technology to get closer together while staying safely apart not meant obviously a lot of people had to use things like zoom and teams and all sorts of uh, mediums like that to have their business meetings and and what have you and i have to say that i saw a lot online about um people accidentally um, exposing themselves and acting foolish and doing inappropriate things uh during team uh, meetings and video conferences when they thought that they weren't on video and they ended up being on video lo and behold i got a call from a lawyer um in ontario who was representing a client who was terminated uh following allegations that he behaved inappropriately on a video call and um during the context of the consultation and ultimately onboarding the file uh i was i was given a copy of the termination letter, um, and the important part reads as follows. As you are aware, on or about the date, a concern was brought to our attention that you exposed several of your coworkers to inappropriate audio content of a sexually explicit and pornographic nature. In brackets, example regarding sounds of a sexual nature, comma, comments pertaining to the size of a male's genitalia, as well as comments regarding ejaculation end bracket and it goes on that's basically the legal way of saying that he was watching pornography um, during this conference when um, he thought no one else could hear so why in the world would a lawyer call a digital forensics firm and what on earth help could we potentially offer this gentleman and his legal counsel well not surprisingly the gentleman um, did not agree that he was the one who who had been the reason why these sounds were heard on the video call. Uh, He says it wasn't him. He says that um, he did not um, use his computer in that manner. He had not downloaded anything. He had not streamed anything. And basically one of the reasons why he was um, singled out as being the user who was responsible for producing this content during the, the call was that on Microsoft Teams, when somebody speaks, their profile picture sort of blinks you know, light indicating that audio is coming from them. It helps everybody on the call identify who's speaking at the time. Um, And so the other participants on the call all indicated that it was this gentleman's um, user profile that was flashing while this was going on. And they all said that it was obviously on that basis coming from him. So despite the uh, circumstances surrounding the case, it's really no different than any other. And that's that um, the defendant in this case had um, a, a defense to put forward and allegations to prove and disprove. And we had a piece of evidence that could potentially solve the debate, which was that, which was his computer that he was using at the time. Um, so in speaking with the lawyer, um, I advised that yes, we could um, search the computer for um, audio video files that may have been played during the time. We can also examine the internet browsing history to see um, if there's any evidence that um, adult sites were accessed Um, and when and um, see if we can correlate or um, disprove the allegations against this gentleman uh, or give some credibility to his side which was that it was not him so ultimately it was decided that you know we we acquired the evidence from his laptop as well as his cell phone actually because I advised the lawyer that it's it's possible that he was maybe streaming something uh, from his cell phone while using his computer on this video call and that to be Um, cover all of our basis that we should maybe examine that piece of evidence as well which we did and um, basically um, both devices returned uh, results as follows so there was no downloaded um, videos um, that would explain the the noises that everyone heard on the video call and uh, on either device there was no um, browsing history that would indicate that this gentleman was streaming any kind of pornographic graphic material uh, at the time that this video um, conference was being held and that he was participating in. So um, now that's pretty conclusive evidence. I would say that um, to support this gentleman's side of the argument that um, despite the surrounding circumstances and what everybody heard and saw, um, it was not coming from him. Now, in fairness, it's not a bulletproof, uh, 100% conclusive finding in the sense that um, this gentleman may have been using uh, an incognito or private mode browser um, while he was doing this um, activity, if, if he was, and that would have also resulted in us not being able to find any records of, of those sites being visited. So, um, you know, we had to be uh, upfront on that. We didn't want to mislead anybody. Um, but the the lawyer was overall comfortable with the investigation that we had done and uh, we submitted our report now unfortunately as in many of the cases that we work on we actually never find out the final result of these cases so it could be that they settled it could be that they went to trial and this gentleman was terminated um, we just don't know but that's a good example of uh, something that we had taken on it's a good example of some of the work that we do to kind of prove the facts of the situation and get some evidence for lawyers to be able to defend their clients uh, as they see fit and as the circumstances uh, require.